0: Well, what an amazing love we have today, don't we, from the gift of God. Such a wonderful blessing to be here. I'm honored to be able to speak to you at Father's Day. It's a a special day when you're a father. And um, it's a special day to me because I had a a great earthly father uh, who loved me, uh, taught me a trade that has helped me provide for my family the majority of my life. And so I'm grateful for that. But, man, he taught me so much more than that. Um, So much about how to treat my brothers and sisters and how to love everybody. Taught me about Jesus. I'm so thankful for that. Brought me to church. Brother Jimmy touched on that. I'm thankful for my church today. Thankful for the Holy Spirit and the blessing of conversion and sanctification. And that it's available for everybody. Whosoever will can come and partake of the water. Of life freely. And I woke up this morning. Uh, I've had a verse. On, I've had several things in my mind. But a verse on my mind. When I thought about God's great <clears throat> mercy on me. And it's in Lamentations. It's. Um, um, yeah. It's of the love. I'm sorry. I did went totally blank. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Right. You can't measure how great the faithfulness of God is to each and every one of us and what he's done for us. Um, he's been there for me through so many things. And as I thought about Father's Day, he's been there uh, to help me and to guide me as a father. And I'm praying that I'm doing a good job. I don't know. You don't always... I don't know. How do you know? <laughs> Maybe you have some of you... Um, more seasoned veterans can tell me um about that but i'm thankful for our fathers not only my father i had on earth and for being a father but um for our fathers in the church and what they've meant to me and i've got them spread out i feel like all throughout the church men that have been influential in my life and have helped me and um I just praise God for them today for putting them in my life and and being helpers one of another and It's kind of my thought um that I've had for a couple of weeks um <clears throat> has been on uh unity excuse me i get my throat gets dry, <clears> throat> but um I've thought a lot about unity I want to just read you the, I read you a chapter that's been on that's been on my mind, and um I'm gonna try not to talk long because... Christy says, I never need to go over 20 minutes. And so I am trying to stay under 20 minutes today. Sometimes I go long. I apologize, y'all. I, I, I really don't like, to, I don't like to talk. I am not a talker. I'm not a social person. But uh, I found when the Spirit of God um, is working in you, I've just experienced when I read the Word of God and it, it just, I want to shout it, like Christy said, from the mountaintops and let people know about what God can do for you and how he can make a change in your life. But I want to read this this short chapter in Psalms 133, very familiar. It says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down into the skirts of his garment, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And I want to read you, I had. To, I wrote it down, um, a definition. Well, first of all, there's a lot of different type of unities. I mean, there's a lot of different type of unions and being united in, in causes, they can be good, bad, they can be for profit, not profit, I mean, just, I mean, you could almost name it. I mean, in, in my business, we have a type of unity within our business like I've never been with in any other company. It's a really good, we're all of one, uh, pretty much I think, all of one mind with one goal. And it's really amazing to see it in a business environment. And so there's all different types of unities. There's been bad unities. Uh, there's been unities of people in power that united with other people in power and, and came against and wanted to put cause harm and destruction to people. <clears throat> but uh, my main focus was the unity of a Christian and the unity of a believer. What is What does that mean for us? And I think there's several different ways we can be united. But to me, the two that stand out, I think well you've got to have a unity of faith there's got to be there's got to be a oneness about what we believe and how we believe. Um, if you come here into our crowd and uh, into our in our midst here and you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world i'm not going to be able to have unity with you it's not going to be possible but um, there's another unity I thought of. And I think this is what makes all the difference, is the unity of the Spirit. And talking about the Holy Spirit of God, I want to read you about the definition I got out of, Candy will laugh at me, out of my 1828 uh, dictionary. Uh, It says, The oneness which subsists between Christ and his saints, by which the same Spirit dwells in both, and both have the same disposition and aims. It is the oneness of Christians among themselves united under the same head that being jesus and have the same and having the same spirit that being the holy ghost dwelling in them and that is what unites us together here in this church christ i if you don't realize it christ is the head of this church not just here but not just all of our other sister churches and not just maybe the church on the corner, if they're proclaiming holiness and serving God, but I'm talking about Christ's church, the church, the body of Christ, all believers. It is what binds us together. And as I spoke about Wednesday night, my experience I had when I went out of town with meeting a total stranger and having prayer and feeling the spirit working between us um, that's that's the spirit of God I can't conjure that up it only comes from above and so because it comes from above we give praise to the one above and that's that's how um, we have unity together one for another um, like I'm not related I don't think to Daryl by blood but we have a connection we we have the same spirit of God abiding on the inside and our goals are the same and our aims are the same. We have a oneness, don't we? And the same with all of you. I don't mean to call Daryl out, but it's because he wasn't blood related, but it does. It goes so much deeper than just human fleshly blood. It's the spirit of God on the inside of us. And so I'd like to read this chapter again because it has just really blessed me and just give you my thoughts briefly on it. And, um, I thought about the first verse. Behold, how good and how pleasant! And I thought about David. And don't you know, David understood about whew, not having unity. I mean, this man had. I mean, his sons fought with each other, um, and he was on the run from Saul. I mean, just he probably just desired and had a thirst for unity. And I'm just so richly blessed with unity in my life. I I come out here freely. Um, and I'm able to unite with y'all in a oneness of serving God and loving y'all. <clears throat> but think about this, as he's wrote it, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to, to dwell together in unity. And I would tell you, brothers and sisters, today, it is my goal to stay united with you in this through the spirit of God. If it means I have to give up everything I have to do that, I will do that. Paul said, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no meat. So if something, and so I ask you, if something I do offends you, or you don't feel the oneness with me, please tell me. Because I want us to have that relationship. I will tell you today, I need y'all way more than y'all need me. That is how I feel. You may not feel that way, and it's probably the right way to feel. But that's the way I feel. I need you all so much in my life. I need your encouragement. I need your exhortation. I need your um, prayers. Man, do I need your prayers. And and I feel like you may need mine. Let's make petition for each other to the throne of God. I'm not telling anybody here we're not doing that. Because I see all that, and I've learned by example. And so I'm thankful for, what, for the blessings that we have. And I like the way David describes unity. He gives us um, almost like a, two little parables of what unity amongst brethren is like. And I thought about in the second verse it says, It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. And I thought about Aaron. He was the very first high priest that Israel had. And this oil, well, Aaron was not allowed to minister until he had been anointed with this oil. And if we don't have the anointing of the Holy Ghost in our lives, we're of no service to God either. Without it, everything we do is just for vain. But he had this holy oil poured out on his head flowing down from the head through his beard all the way down to his feet. Right down there where I hang out. That's where I feel like I kind of rank. I'm down at the feet of the body of Christ. And this oil I thought about well let me let me read this next verse. Um, as the dew another description as the dew of Hermon now Hermon is the tallest mountain in Israel. I assume that's still the case. And as the dude that descended upon the mountains of Zion. And so did you see what he's describing? Unity amongst brethren comes from the top, doesn't it? Do you see Jesus Christ in this and his Holy Spirit? That's how we become united as one. And for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And so this is a precious, sacred oil. This oil, this dew that feeds and gives life and quenches the parchment. This is what he's talking about, the Holy Spirit. When it comes down on you, and I can just tell you from experience, when the Holy Spirit came upon me and I got the love of Christ living in my heart, it doesn't do anything but make me just want to love Everybody, and especially those of the household of faith. That is the way the Spirit of God works in our life. <clears throat> and I thought, um, I, got, I guess some questions came to me as I was thinking about unity and, um, and, and praying about what to, to speak about. I, I really, um, I struggled with speaking with it because I don't, I'm hoping it's what God wants me to say. I don't ever want to get up here. I would rather my lips just be sewn together and get up here and not speak what God wants right. me to say and not speak through me um, because it won't do any good. Well, if, they, if we don't have the spirit in what we're doing, there's no purpose in it, in my opinion. But I thought, Brother Jimmy, you kind of confirmed it with me. He started out at Sunday school and started talking about the 12th, first verse of the 12th chapter of Romans and and talking about loving each other and loving your brethren. And, um, and then you got up and spoke. And I'm so glad you got up and spoke. So glad y'all are here. And um, I feel like maybe, maybe it's for somebody. But um, there's several... Uh, you can go throughout all the New Testament. Even Jesus teaches us about being united together and about unity. And so I think it's very important um, in our lives. And so how... How do we promote unity? How Maybe a better question, how do I promote unity? I'm, that's my, under my control. And I thought about the, um, the second chapter of Philippians. It says, If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, and if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love being of one accord, of one mind. There's a definition of unity right there for you. Unity of the Spirit. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. And I'm a little bit of a type, I've heard and read this so much in my life that maybe sometimes it just doesn't really click in my head. What is strife? Well, strife is having contention. Amongst others uh, around you, and typically it's for promotion because you want to be um, higher than this other brother or sister. And vainglory what is that? Well, I mean, it's it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? It's vanity of your own glory. It's being um, wanting to really look at being self-centered, really wanting to see, um, praise myself. Look how great of a performance I did. Whatever it may be. And these things are contrary. They go against the Holy Spirit. They don't work. And they will not, they will destroy. If you, put the, if you apply this into a government or business or anything else that's got a purpose in mind, it'll destroy it. It will ruin it. It will tear it apart. We've, we've got plenty of examples we can look at. So, we don't want to do that. But, in lowliness of mind, Let each esteem the other better than themselves. So if we're all humble and have humility one to another, well, no one gets promoted, do they? Except who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. The head. That is the most important part. What is probably the most important part of our bodies? I mean, my head is pretty important. I mean, if I was to play football, it would have the most protection. Wouldn't it? It would be protected because from it, if this gets, not this, but inside gets destroyed, it's not going to, the body could be non-effective at all or die. And so we look to the head, Christ, of our body, don't we? And does the head love every member of the body? Yes, it does. Look at your own self. You understand. Every, I mean, when you're, any part of your body hurts, what do you do? Immediate attention. You know, immediate attention on this part. It needs help. Let's heal it. Let's give it some love. And as the body of Christ, what an example that we uh, are and can be to each other. Humbling ourselves, denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and promoting one another. I want to see you do good. That's what I want to see. I want to see you successful. Brother Curtis, when you go to another country and preach the gospel, I love it. When he gives a report of success, of God blessing and people receiving the Holy Ghost. What a blessing that is. I don't get jealous because he's got success. No, because he's promoting the head. And it's the head that we're all living for. And so praise God that he can use us in so many different ways because we're all different parts. But we all make up the body of Christ. And I will tell you, every part is needed. If you don't feel needed in the body of Christ, that is a lie of Satan. And so don't listen to that. But you are needed. I need you. The body needs you. And you need to be in tune with the body. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This mind, this attitude, I I like to think of it as Jesus' mindset. I mean, this was the Son of God that came to earth. And if anyone had the right to promote themselves and to exalt themselves up on a pedestal, it was this man. He was the son of the one creator that made everything. But what did Jesus do? He denied himself. Took on himself the form of a servant. He washed his disciples' feet. He gave himself so obedient that he obeyed to the dying on the cross just so that resurrection power could come on each and every one of us. And this was the mindset he had. He humbled himself. And God helped me to have that same mindset. I don't... Satan would love to come in And puff you up and make you think you're so great and you've done so many good things. And I will tell you that is pride and pride cometh before a fall. You will fall. If you depend on yourself and your own pride, it will be destruction. And so we talk about this because not to condemn anybody, but we don't want it to happen to anybody. We need everybody. We need every member in the body of Christ. You are needed and you have a place and... And God will use you. If you just allow him, I believe God will use you. You may be the little toe. It may not be but for just to keep some body parts stable. That may be all you are. Be glad in it. Great is your reward still in heaven. If you don't get praise here on this earth, this praise here from men doesn't mean much anyway. It's not going to last. It's just like money. It comes, it goes, it's going to be gone. Twenty years after the year, I'm dead. No one will probably even, maybe Callie, maybe be talking, thinking about me. Maybe. I don't know. But it won't, be, it won't matter much. And she certainly will be talking, you know, she'll be talking about how I serve God. The same way I just talked about my own father and the things that he left for me. And to go on down further in this chapter, it says, Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless. Listen, this is why we want to live this way. Blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst, right here and all over the world, of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. I'll tell you what, the unity of a Christian body will be so rare and something that is hardly ever seen anywhere else in the world that it can't help but be noticed by the world around it because it'll be so different and has not God called us to be that way and I thought um, real quickly one other verse too that's um, because I'm trying to get done Christine here in the fourth chapter of Ephesians just this one verse endeavoring Let me read the first three. I therefore, the prisoner, Paul writing, prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, how with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavoring means you're going to have to work at it. It may take some sacrifice. I'm talking to myself. I may have to sacrifice something to, in, to keep the unity um, of the Spirit and the bond of peace. And that is my desire. It's more important to me. It's not as important as God. But, man, it is right up there close. It is right up there close that I keep the unity of the Spirit amongst my brothers in Christ. It is so important. <clears throat> and the last place I want to read, uh, this is Jesus. I thought... If we live this way, uh, I mean, we could just meet here and, and serve God and have just our purpose of coming here and just looking. I'm looking for a blessing for me and um, serve God. And, um, I mean, if, if that brother's hurting, if he has a need, well, you know, somebody will take care of him. I mean, God will send somebody, right? I mean, this happened to the Samaritan, didn't it? When he fell by the wayside and he was passed by. But we're called upon To be helpers one of another and to encourage one another and to love one another. And that's what I want to do. And why do we want to do it? Just because the Spirit of God abides in in us. It's not because I'm so great. It's not because I've gotten all this training and I know exactly what to do or say to you and what you need. I probably don't even know what to do a lot of times. But I'm just going to do what God leads me to do because the Spirit will teach us. It will teach all men. And I want you to hear what Jesus said. This was some of his last words to his disciples. Uh, This was the last supper. And Judas had already betrayed and Judas had left the room. And Jesus tells them, he's telling them, I'm going to be going away. I'm going to be glorified. You know, you will not see me anymore. Um, He's just going to be with them for a little while. He was get this, the crucifixion was getting ready to happen. He says, a new commandment I give unto you. I mean, that would have made me perk up. Don't you think you would have, you're sitting with Jesus, whether it registered or not, what he's talking about going away, but then he says, I'm going to give you a new commandment. I'd be like, whoa, right, something new. Let's see what this is going to be. That you love one another. Listen, as I have loved you, Oh, my brothers and sisters, what a calling we have to one another. I can't do that without the Spirit of God. It ain't possible. Because God is love. And I we love Him because He first loved us. I don't have the love. I can't muster up the love, not even for my own child, to do that if I don't have the Spirit of God. It's not possible. But He's commanding them to do this, that you love God. One another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. What a great commandment God has given us. And what will the result be? By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If you do what? Try to go out and, and preach to a different uh, town every day, or try to. I mean any a uh, name name a hundred different missionary or whatever things you want to try to do. If we just love one another, just loving on one another will show the world that we are Jesus' disciples. Yeah. Isn't that a blessing? He didn't make it hard. Now, I say go out and preach the gospel. Uh, to other towns and I say go to mission trips and do the things that you, whatever God puts on your heart to do but do it out of love don't do it because you want to promote yourself or to see your name somewhere or your face do it for Christ do it for the head and if we do that that will shine out the light of Christ to a lost world around us when they see the love we have one for another that's how we can promote the gospel and that's how we can live in oneness with Christ and with each other. Now, I do not feel like I am the right person to be telling you about how to live in unity. Um, but I know that the Spirit of God can, can direct us. And thank, thank you, Lord, that we have the Word of God to go to. Um, I just want to tell everybody here that I love you. I love you. With all my heart, I love you. If you have a need, I want to help you. I may not have the capacity to help you the way you need to be helped, but I can help somehow. If I had not a dollar to my name, I could still pray for you. I can do that. I want to do that for you, but I will help however I can to keep the, the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. That is my desire today. And I think if the Spirit of God is alive and moving in you, it's a special bond we have. How good and how pleasant it is, just like David said, for us to dwell together in unity. And I believe the world is looking for something like that. They want to feel that. Do you remember as as a kid in school, what did you want? When you started, I remember starting a couple of new schools. And the main thing I wanted was, man, I don't want to be singled out. I want to be just included. I didn't care if it was one person. It didn't matter if they were popular or not. I just wanted to be included and feel a oneness and not be left out. And so I think, brothers and sisters, the world is looking for that. And what they're really looking for and may not even know it is a oneness with their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is really the relationship they're looking for and the fulfillment that they need in their life. And so I would like to encourage you today, if you don't know what that relationship is like, we invite you to come to these altars. But I think it would be good as a body of Christ, as we stand up, if you feel so led, if you feel the love of God, just come up. Let's have prayer around these altars. We have so many needs right in this body. So many things that need attention. And so let's come up and pray together and promote the head. Y'all pray for me.